What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is Monday night, which typically means I'm bringing you a film study. Still waiting on uh, some intricate details to come through on the film that we're actually hopeful to use uh, this coming week. So got some things changing around here that I'm, I'm rather excited about when it comes to film study. You guys know that we do it as well, if not better than anybody else um, that does that type of stuff. I'm really passionate about it, really proud of what it is that we do. But tonight, instead of film study for the Patreon folks, we're going to delay that until tomorrow. We're going to bring you guys MBR, Nothing But Rants, the show where I find topics that I'm rather passionate about and I pontificate upon them. These are not hot takes, but rather takes that I am hot about. Obviously, you see a studio change tonight. It is what it is. Um, but anyways, this opening rant brought to you by Cola Kicks, and here it goes. Um, guys, don't go killing dynasties after one weekend. I know I know a lot of people in the Georgia space aren't doing this. You still respect what it is that Nick Saban has built over there in Alabama. But this one's kind of slanted towards the Alabama folks that kind of dip in and out of our product here on uh, the YouTube channel and, and the Twitter space and all that good stuff. Don't go killing it after one weekend. Look, Alabama lost 17 players from that national championship team a year ago, uh, whether it be to the NFL draft or graduation. They got a redshirt freshman playing quarterback. Uh, they had to dip into the portal for Ohio State's third best wide receiver, and that's now their number two behind John Mechie out there at Alabama as well. Um, and they've got an offensive line that's working in three new starters, okay? So there's a litany of excuses that we could go through and, and explain or at least attempt to explain why it is they lost this football game to Texas A&M this past weekend. Um, however, all of those excuses, though warranted, none of them have anything to do with the fact that Alabama, the University of Alabama, gave up 41 points to a Texas A&M football team that had been held to 10 points by not only just Arkansas, but Colorado as well. So all those excuses mostly are on the offensive side of the football, which doesn't seem to be that bad um, for Alabama. In fact, it's on par with what they've been doing. Uh, defensively, there's some major issues out there in Alabama right now, at least you know, it looked like there was Saturday night. I can't recall a singular Alabama football game where I've seen that many people running wide open down the middle of the field and down the sideline as well. There were people from Texas A&M that had more room than any game I'd ever seen from an Alabama defense. That right there is not only shocking, it's rather scarring, okay, for this Alabama football team. But, again, man, don't, don't go burying dynasties that are 15 almost 20 years old because of one football game history's shown you they do this once every so often okay they, they lose to an old miss um with bo wallace at quarterback okay they, they do this every once in a while where they just slip up one week and then the rest of the year they resort back or revert back to what it is that has made them national title hopefuls and national title winners for a lot of the years Nick Saban's been there. So just hold off on throwing dirt on top of a grave that ain't even dug yet, okay? There's still a whole lot of room to go before we start saying, oh my God, is this the one? Is this the year Alabama falls off? I don't think it is just yet. Let's hold water on that one. Um, I, again, I, I said this about Clemson uh, two or three weeks ago. I'm not into just burying programs that have been built for 10, 11 years. Dabo Swinney's won 10 games for every year for the last decade in college football. And people are out here saying, oh, Clemson's dead. No, Clemson's got some things to fix, just like Alabama's got some things to fix, particularly on the defensive side of the football, whereas with Clemson, it's on the offensive side of the football. They've got all kinds of problems over there, mostly to do with their offensive line. We got a fly running around out here. Someone needs to kill that joker. Um Anyways, don't, don't go burying folks when they don't need to be buried just yet. Just wait for a minute, okay? We do have some super subs. That's going to bother me all night long. I hope he doesn't stick around too long. Um, we do have some super subs in here. Let's hit them. Uh, Colby Smith just tossed 50 with no comment. Appreciate you right there, my brother. And Paul Taylor says, does Georgia take advantage of Kentucky's players not starting due to injuries? Great pick of the family, by the way. Um, he's talking about my Instagram photo. Appreciate you, my brother. Uh, appreciate you first for the donation. Also, for the comment on the fam, they are beautiful, um, especially the other two. I'm just a hanger-on in that equation. But let's address this question, and the rest of them we're going to hold for Q&A at the end of the show, um, 100%, particularly that nose tackle that they got or had, 6'3", 370, 373. Uh, he gave Trey Hill fits for two straight years. I mean fits, made him look 
not so great. So, yeah, him being out a major loss. They lost another defensive lineman and their number two wide receiver. So, yeah, all those injuries are major players when you're coming into a, an environment in Athens where you're playing the number one team in the country. You need it all hands on deck, and you're not going to have them. So, yeah, they definitely are major issues, and they will definitely be attacked for sure. Um, but anyways, our opening kick is brought to you by Cola Kicks. Cola Kicks 706, where you can find all the latest and greatest sneakers. Um, not necessarily even the latest. They got retros and throwbacks over there as well. Visit colakicks.com. Use promo code Brooks, and you'll get $10 off any purchase of $100 or more. You guys know we love those guys over at Cola Kicks, uh, particularly because it's free shipping, which, again, in the sneaker business, you're not going to find a lot of people doing that. So we appreciate the folks over at Cola Kicks for being tonight's keynote sponsor. Uh, see some folks in the in the comments right now telling you don't forget to like and subscribe. I always forget to do that. I leave it to the audience to do that. They're much better at reminding you guys to do that. Uh, if you could, please hit that thumbs up. And if you want to, feel free to share this wherever and however you found it. Um, got a loaded show for you guys tonight, as we always do. We will open the show um, with Stone Cold B's Austin's Lock of the Week. We are three and one on the year this year. Still mad at Ole Miss for not even attempting to cover in that Alabama football game. But again, that's on me. Um, but we are three and one. We will attempt to go four and one this week. I got a good one. Shocker. I'm going to take the Rebs again this week, so just hold on. Uh, but no, we're going to talk about this Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels discussion that most in the Georgia fan base are having. We will throw some water on that fire that is going on right now. Of course, we've got buy, sell, and hold, which seems to be a uh, a pretty you know popular topic here on Nothing But Rants. So we appreciate you guys for showing some love for that topic. Um, and yeah, we're going to buy, sell, and hold is going to be a lot longer this week than it was in the last couple of weeks. We got a couple of things across the college football landscape to talk about, but let's get this by or let's get this stone cold lock of the week out of the way. Um, again, we are three and one. Last week, I told you to take Michigan State, lay the five and a half points against Rutgers, and it was a straight up lock. I also told you Kenneth, Wal Kenneth Walker would go for a buck 80. He went for 232. So, yeah, they ran all over Rutgers like we thought they would. That was a big-time winner uh, for not only us. The family will be fed. The mortgage will be paid. But hopefully for you guys as well. This week, I'm locking it in again. I'm taking Ole Miss minus three on the road in Knoxville. Um, right now, the over-under is set on this game at 80 points. 80. It's going to be a shootout um, up there in Knoxville. And I don't trust anyone more in shootouts than Lane Kiffin. Um, so I'm excited to watch that football game. It will be a night game, so we'll get to turn that on um, eventually after Georgia and Kentucky wrap things up. Um, I thought about taking that over, honestly, just for the hell of it and just for the fun of it. So if you want to take that, I would lay some money on it. It's not my lock of the week. The lock of the week is Ole Miss minus the three. I think this is a touchdown football game, maybe even a 10-point win uh, for Ole Miss up there in Knoxville. I'll tell you why a little bit later in our buy, sell, and hold segment, but I'm digging that one, man. Ole Miss minus three after a big win against Arkansas at home. I'm taking the money, or I'm taking, I'm laying the points, putting the money on the Rebs uh, and Lane Kiffin. Love to watch those guys put up some points. It just makes our viewing experience so much more fun, um, which is also another reason why I might be chasing the over in that football game because there's nothing worse than sitting down watching an Ole Miss football game and praying no one scores because you're most likely going to lose that one. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's get into this Stetson comment or conversation. Uh, it will save this uh, Hayden Parker super sub for after this because I think it has certainly something to do with what we're going to talk about here. Um, and I know like this, this is, this is what people want to talk about, right? JT Daniels threw without pain. So says Kirby smart this weekend, um, would throw again today or did throw again today. We've told the Patreon folks what it is to know about that over there on patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. Um, but tonight we're going to talk about these two football players in, or, you know, in particular, and I, I want to start this conversation with this, and I want to preface everything I'm about to say with this right here. Both of these football players, Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels, provide a recipe for winning for the University of Georgia. They do. There is an avenue and a way in which you can go about winning football games with both of these guys. Okay, so let's start with that and let's have that upmost and foremost in this conversation. We talked about last week a, a little bit about being grateful, right? Being grateful as a fan base for you guys even having Stetson Bennett as a backup. Okay, because you're seeing what's happening around college football when starters go down. Prime example, look at that Iowa and Penn State game. Starter goes down, 
they get outscored in the fourth quarter. They throw a game-losing interception in the game with their backup. Did not have a secondary game plan ready for their backup. James Franklin said as much today. So be very, very thankful. Be grateful. We talked about that last week. Um, you know, Stetson's a, a more than quality starter. You know, he he's won every game but two as a starter. He hadn't started a bunch, but he's won every game but two. And one of those, he got hurt, right? He got hurt midway through the second quarter. Um, but let's talk a little bit about what Stetson Bennett brings to the table, right? Good football player. We know that. But first off, um, you know, this football team has his back, right? They, they trust in him. They believe in him. The coaching staff believes in him. Uh, the players around him certainly believe in him. Uh, and they're confident in this young man. And, I, and I'll recall this for you guys. Um, do you guys remember the postgame in, uh, co- uh, interview he had last year after he led Georgia from a come, to a come-from-behind win against Arkansas to open the season? Do you remember the joy that those other players had for Stetson? as they were walking by, I believe it was Adam Anderson who tapped him on the back and said something about the mailman, right? The mailman delivers or whatever the the line was, but just the pure excitement and the pure joy that those football players had for their quarterback in that situation. That's a dead giveaway that this football team really, really believes and loves this dude. Most importantly, loves this dude. Um, And I do also believe that he provides a little bit of a relief in the run game. Um, but not like some in the national media are lamenting, okay? It's something we've talked about on film study over and over again about how with JT Daniels at quarterback and any other quarterback in college football and even professional football to some extent, if if you don't have legs, if you don't have the ability to extend plays and even run in the RPO scheme, that backside linebacker and that backside defensive end is never going to stay true to the actual read. He's just going to dive in. He's going to fall in on the running back's legs. And what that creates when you actually do have a quarterback that can extend plays on a read option is it allows your running backs to really press the front side, to allow blocks to get you know movement, to allow blocks to, to develop on that front side. And the backside is held honest and true by the, by the quarterback keeping the ball out of the backfield. So it allows frontside blocks to be developed. It allows also a cutback lane. If the defensive end is holding true and not squeezing and not turning and, and, and running flat down the line of scrimmage, there's now a natural cutback lane off the backside tackle, right? Those things are certainly created. Now, what, what I've said about the national media lamenting that this guy's some kind of running rushing guru, he's not. Okay, Georgia won't be running quarterback power. They won't be running quarterback uh, counter. They won't be running anything in between the tackles other than a quarterback draw out of empty. That's about it. Okay, so this isn't your, you know, line them up, let's go downhill, let this dude run the ball 12, 15 times a game. That's not it. What it is is three or four times a game, he's going to keep that backside in honest and pull the ball on a read option. That's the only real added value I see in the run game that Stetson really brings you. And it's not game-breaking, right? But what it is is honest keeping. It keeps that backside end honest. It keeps those alley defenders honest because they might, that you know, he might pull the ball, keep it. JT Daniels will not do that, right? So he provides those things, which certainly provides a little bit of relief to a run game right now at Georgia that still quite hasn't found their identity. I know they pushed Arkansas around. I get it. But that's a two-game sample, Arkansas and Auburn. Let's see as the schedule develops and as the schedule moves on what it looks like and can they actually lean on people and push people at the point of the attack. They've done a great job the last two weeks, and yes, you could provide credit to that to Stetson Bennett. But let's be honest with ourselves here for just a minute, and I'm going to boil this down to two questions for you when it comes to the Stetson Bennett experience, right? Number one, what happens – if and potentially when there's a day where your defense just doesn't show up. And I know that sounds blasphemous with the way this Georgia defense has been playing, and I get you. I'm not talking about a 40-point explosion. I'm not talking about the defense just laying an egg for an entire four quarters. But what I am talking about is, hey, let's say a, a team actually puts up 28, 30 points. Okay, what happens then? If Georgia finds themselves in a, in a bad day defensively, what happens? You know, like – they did against Alabama last year. They found themselves in a bad day defensively against Alabama. Alabama put up 40-plus points on them. And Georgia didn't look like they could score with them with Stetson Bennett at the helm. And I know he got hurt, but let's talk about it. He was there for, what, a quarter and a half against Florida? Was he going to be able to put up 44 points in that football game? As my voice goes north, I don't know. I don't know. 
Okay, so that's my first question. What happens if UGA actually gets into a, a, a fist fight and it's a, a shootout? Again, doesn't sound like it's going to happen this year. So let's let's protect Stetson and let's protect the argument with the first one not being a possibility. Let's just say that Georgia's defense is as historic as we think they are, and I believe they are. And they held they hold every defense to sub twenty or every offense to sub twenty points the rest of the year. I'll give you that. But what about the second one? What about the second one? And here's the second question: What happens when a defense just says, "All right, Stetson Bennett's going to beat us today." We're going to load the box, and I mean load the box. Now, I'm not talking about what UAB did. People thought they loaded the box. They didn't. They were playing six with the safety rolling down, playing man coverage, uh, cover three a little bit behind it. They weren't loading the box. I'm talking about loading the box like what Mississippi State did to uh, Georgia's offense last year. Put eight in the box. Play cover zero. Dare him to beat you like that. Play eight in the box, Cincinnati, out of an odd stack. Get real hectic and chaotic with it. What happens then? Because I, I know I know what happened last year when teams did that. JT Daniels threw for 400 yards. And a lot of, lot of explosive plays, a lot of balls down the field, uh, a lot of one-on-one identification that he made pre-snap, tossing the ball, letting it rip, right? I know those things can happen with JT Daniels. I, I just don't know if they can happen with Stetson Bennett. So that, th- those are the, 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 you know, the basics of the discussion. And I know we're splitting hairs at this point, but if we're going to be honest, I also think there was a reason when JT Daniels was healthy, why Stetson Bennett was a third string quarterback. Let's, let's, let's be real about ourselves, right? Todd Munkin and that coaching staff made the decision that not only was JT number one, but Stetson was a little bit further down the line. Okay. Now has he come in and has he handled this football team perfectly? Yes. He has taken them to the promised land over the last, what, three games he started. He started the last three out of the four, and they've played well offensively. But for all you folks out there, especially the national media, um, Greg McElroy has some things to say today that were absolutely blasphemous. Uh, I wouldn't say blasphemous. They were just very hot-taking. I get it. He was on the radio. He was doing a little bit what I'm doing right now. But let's be honest. Okay, these hot hand discussions, right? You got to ride the hot hand. You got to play the quarterback that's been hot. Yeah, he's been hot, but let's look at the sample size, guys. He got 12 pass attempts against UAB. You got 11 against Arkansas. And you got 21 pass attempts against Auburn. All three of which football games that they were going to win, probably no matter what. They were dominating both lines of scrimmage in all three football games. Maybe not UABs, but defensively they were. Okay, so we're going to throw out all those months, and I mean months, of JT's our savior. JT's our Heisman Trophy candidate. JT, 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 JT. We're going to throw all that away for 44 pass attempts, that sample size, and ignoring completely the shortcomings that were on tape and viable and legit last year with number 13. Yes, last week I told you to be grateful. I didn't tell you to be insane. That's not what we're here to do. We're not here to be insane, okay? When he's healthy, play the better guy. The better guy is JT Daniels, period, point blank. When he's healthy, ready to go, let it ride, okay? And that is with JT Daniels. I think those are pretty reasonable takes and pretty reasonable opinions. What's not reasonable is what I read today. Look at, I got, I got to read this. Let's, let's poke holes at all of this. Shout out to Harrison Reno for sending it to me. And I quote, I don't care what anyone says. The guy who has the hot, there it is. The guy who has the hot hand uh, is Stetson Bennett. So I know that JT Daniels, maybe even with his legs, how many different plays does Stetson Bennett make with his legs this past weekend? I don't know. You know me. This is him speaking. You know me, everyone who listens to this show. I'm not one that thinks JT Daniels is the second coming of Peyton Manning. Neither do I. I think he's a good, solid player. I don't think he's a future top five pick. I mean, good Lord. Um, I've never thought that. I think he's got a limited ceiling, and I think he's very, very accurate on the underneath throws. However, I don't think he's the total game changer, take the game over kind of guy. I mean, no one, and I mean no one sitting here saying JT Daniels is a top five pick. No one. But what we are saying is all season, we talked about how JT Daniels is going to be the difference maker, and just because he's banged up against Clemson, he's banged up against UAB, and he's banged up against Vandy, all of a sudden we want to ride with 
the guy that was third string when he was healthy? Let's not do that. Stop being a little overreacting. And again, I get riding the hot hand. I'm with you. But the hot hand's got 44 pass attempts through three football games. The hot hand hadn't been tested yet. Let's hold off. Okay? Let's hold off on that. Speaking of holding off, we got buy, sell, and hold coming up. And we've got a pretty substantial viewership going in on this show tonight as I stumble through my words. Uh, if you could, please hit that thumbs up button over on YouTube. Um, let's take a second and let's hit some of these uh, Super Chat questions that rolled in a little bit earlier good god you guys are busy in the chat tonight um i think someone asked uh, a super chatter asked about uh this stetson bennett discussion i hope i answered your question uh ssl if you could run that one back down for me i would appreciate that georgia fan 224 says do you think we lost any momentum with bear with him being at a&m this weekend um i here's the deal i'm, I'm gonna be 100 with you georgia fan i ain't got a clue I ain't got a clue what Barry Alexander is thinking, what he wants to do, where he wants to go to school. And quite frankly, I don't know if he does either. And the same could be applied to Walter Nolan, who was in attendance for that football game as well. Let's just let those play out. I've been on the record saying I think the Walter Nolan one goes all the way to February. So we got some time. We're going to be asked about that one several more times before the season lets out on this one. Um, so yeah, no, nah, I, I, I don't know what Barry Alexander's thinking. I don't know what his people are thinking. And I know that's not what you come here and, and, and pay a super chat for, for me to tell you, but I'm just being honest with you. I don't, I don't know what to tell you about that discussion when it comes to Barry Alexander. Cause I don't think he knows he's very, very up and down. He has been throughout most of his recruitment process. So there you go. Um, but yeah, as, as tick underscore over there points out, he is at IMG Academy, which, Kind of bodes well uh, for the relationship going on down there. Um, unrelated, Jeremiah says John Gruden has resigned. Yeah, nah. When when the stuff comes out about him, that's come out today, you ain't really surviving. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. You're not surviving that one. Um, but yeah, let's let's talk about these buy, sell, and holds. Um, so people that may be surviving through this conversation. Let's do some self-scouting first. You guys know we always start with this. Uh, I like to tell you where we were right, where we were wrong. Most of this just ends up me telling you I'm right, which, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, hey, I sold that daggum Spencer Rattler stock like a month ago, straight up a month ago. Was so far out on it that nobody even knew. Or, well, actually, everyone knew after that, but was so far out of it and then explained what I saw, the things I saw, the character kind of things that I noticed in person. I think we saw all of those things come to pass uh, this Saturday with the way he responded in his backup actually making plays. So, yeah, we were out on that stock for all the same reasons that it happened, like it happened. Uh, Caleb Williams is the real deal, guys, 100%. Uh, saw that one in person the year before the Elite 11, then I saw Spencer Rattler. and audible gasp i mean audible gasp watching that dude throw was 100 a true experience i mean it was nuts um and glad to see he's balling out because we did make him our number one overall player in that 2021 class and that looks to be you know hitting the nail right on the head there shout out john garcia on that one um so yeah we sold that one we also sold the edo stock a while back um and that that one's looking bad man that's real bad that's a big time yikes that is Gene Chizik Spider-Man meme. That's what that is. Um, yeah, nah, it's it's not good. So you you knew that we were going to be out on that one, and we're staying out on that one. Also sold that Iowa and Penn State game. And look, I know it was a, it came down to the last seconds. So I think it was a three-point game, four-point game. Uh, I told you it was going to be a rock fight disguised in good defense. It was going to be a rock fight disguised in elite defense, right? Guys, there was 592 yards of total offense in this football game. There were five turnovers, four of which came from Penn State. A backup quarterback was thrown in the mix, um, and neither team, and I mean neither team, threw for more than 200 yards in that football game. It was a downright snoozer. A downright snoozer. You Georgia fans are lucky that your game was at 3 o'clock, so you didn't have to sit through this one. And I saved you from it anyways because we sold the stock on it. Um, yeah, and I was holding the stock last week on Mel Tucker. Mel, Mel Tucker. Um, Mel Tucker. And I think we're gonna we're gonna wait one more week, but we're gonna have to start buying some stock on that one. They're looking good, man. They, they got a run game. They got a quarterback that's explosive. They got a good weapon on the outside. Um, their defense does enough. So yeah, I, I think we're gonna be moving into the buying the stock range. But I'm gonna wait. I, I gotta see the stock go up before I buy it. I, I'm just and it's a long play, anyways, right? I told you guys 
We knew they were going to be good. We knew they were going to be good this year, um, at least based off the first five-game sample. I'm holding the stock for like a two-year range because I don't know if this is applicable for long-term success. When it comes to, hey, we're going to take 18 to 20 transfer guys and we're going to rebuild our roster overnight and we're going to take a bunch of older guys and bring them in. We're not going to really worry about high school recruiting this cycle. We're just going to bring in all these older guys as I keep rounding my hand out here. I don't know if that strategy is one that's going to last a long time. So let's hold the stock until we find it out. They're going to be good this year. They are good this year. But let's wait. Um, before we get into what we're buy, selling, and holding, we got another super chat. Uh, Georgia fan 224 comes back in and goes, do you think Georgia avoids the one-hit wonder season similar to what's happening to LSU since they won the Natty? Yeah, because Ed Orgeron and Kirby Smart could not to be two totally different uh, CEOs and, and, and managers of their program. Yeah, no, you, you, uh, Georgia fans ain't got to worry about that one. I promise you, they got no worries about that one. Georgia's going to be more than fine for the foreseeable future because though LSU has recruited well, they don't manage people very well. They don't manage people very well at all, okay? Whether it's coaches, okay, they, they, they have a bunch of coaches leave their staff in 2019 after national title, which typically happens when you win a title. You know who's really, really good at rebuilding their staff? Kirby Smart. He is. So if and when, and I think it's when at this point, if and when he loses Dan Lanning, he's just going to load it up with another good one. If and when he loses Todd Munkin, he's just going to load it up with another good one. That's what great coaches do. That's what sustained success looks like at the coaching position. No, so I, I, I think you're get first of all, you're getting ahead of yourself there. Um, you still got to win a title first, but no, this isn't a this this Georgia program. Nothing about it says one hit wonder. This this says sustained success. Okay, for a long time. So enjoy it while you got it. All right, let's get into some of these buy, sell, and holds. Um, last week I bought Cincinnati to the playoff. Okay, and that stock's looking good, especially this week after Alabama lost. Even though I still think Alabama's got a a good look at potentially getting into the playoff if they just went out. They're in the same position that Georgia was a couple years ago when they lost to South Carolina in 2019. Just went out, baby. If you went out, you're good. You're going to be all right. Um, that includes the SEC championship game. That means two SEC teams get in if Georgia handles their business, which we were kind of planning for two SEC teams to get in no matter what. Um, now things have changed. Now Alabama's in win-out mode, as most teams are when they lose one football game. But bought that Cincinnati stock last week. That thing rose those, those odds have gone through the, through the daggum roof uh, after this Alabama loss. Um, and I'm doubling down here. And this is crazy. And it's just a value pick. But I am buying some Desmond Ritter for Heisman conversation stock. And here's why. It's a tremendous value here, guys. Plus 1,500 and most Vegas odd books right now to win the Heisman. The guys in front of him, Bryce Young, already got a loss. Desmond, well, excuse me, Matt Corral, already got a loss. We'll see how the rest of the schedule plays out for him. C.J. Stroud, already got a loss. Kenneth Walker, probably going to have a loss up there at uh, Michigan State. And, and Texas, it would be John Robinson. We don't know what that's going to look like moving through, throughout the rest of the year. They've already got two losses now. And historically, though, you know, you do have to have some, uh, you know, massive individual statistics. They also, it's, it's kind of like, hey, best team, best player type of award. That's kind of how it's been historically. So Desmond Ritter, best player on one of the best teams, and the rest of this schedule is absolutely abysmal. He's going to put up stats in the first half of all these football games. He was out midway through the game last week against Temple, and it's going to be like that moving through the year. So you can't just look at the total stats, even though he's got 1,400 total yards and 14 touchdowns to just two interceptions. But you got to know that he, you know, he gets pulled midway through the game. So the counting stats aren't going to be as drastic as some of these other guys, but I'm thinking towards the end of the year, maybe they do. Maybe I don't. And Luke Fickle doesn't strike me as one of these guys, but you know, his AD might get into his ear. They got a chance at a Heisman winner this year. I think so. So let him run them things up the rest of the year right there. Um, here we go. Let's hit this super sub. Austin Christensen said, my wife is an Alabama fan and I'm a TAMU fan. And since the game, my wife, any advice? Uh, his wife won't talk to him anymore, he says. Um, I don't know, man. What a girl's like. Go buy her some flowers or something. Um, I should probably I should probably have a better answer for that, considering I got a two-year anniversary tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you figure out what makes our wives not mad at us anymore, please, by all means, hit me up. 
I would love, I would love to hear that answer. Um, no, nah, but absolute comments of the night. Um, and I, I yeah, I did. <laughs> Rudes is laughing at me. I did read it on air. Um, I stopped though, but hey, I don't know why. I don't know what to do there. Maybe, maybe make her some dinner. Uh, maybe tell her it's okay. Quit being a spoiled, uh, you know, college football fan. You've won how many, how many, God knows how many titles over the last 10 years. I think she'll get over it right there. Um, but no, I'm buying, I'm buying Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati, the playoff talk and, um, and Desmond Ritter, uh, to the Heisman talk. Um, Trey Beck, I, I, I can't handle him, man. Says, get your, uh, get your mods under control over here. Getting their feelings hurt on a paid subscription channel. Shaking my head, buddy. Um, yeah, feelings get hurt around here. My apologies. Um, all right. Let's talk about another stock that I'm buying. Y'all simmer down for a minute. Um, let's talk about another stock I'm buying. Xavier Worthy. Y'all been watching this? Have y'all been watching this? This dude has 531 yards through six games this year and is averaging 21.2 yards per reception. I'm going to reread that. As a true freshman, 531 yards through six games and is averaging 21.2 yards per reception. And that's including the nine for 261 that he had this past weekend against Oklahoma. As a freshman, okay, um, Georgia was in on this one late uh, before he committed to Michigan. He ended up committing to Michigan, then decommitting. Um, and by the time he made his final decision by going to Texas, it was in the spring. Georgia didn't have any uh, room left, so he just went elsewhere. And I don't even know if Georgia got back into it, honestly. Once he committed to Michigan, I think they kind of cooled off and went elsewhere. Um but this kid still hasn't even figured out route running yet. He's just a lightning bolt out there. I think he calls himself the Flash, as every fast kid does in the world. Um, but dude can flat out roll, okay? Can flat out roll. Um, and still, again, hasn't even figured out uh, route running. And I don't, I don't know, honestly, if he ever will need to figure it out. I think Jalen Waddle went through a three-year career at Alabama without having to figure it out because Sark's just like, hey, bud, just go. Just go run straight, like, on an angle that way. Like, just go run to the pylon. We're going to hit you. Or just, hey, run a drag, catch the ball, and we're going to set some blocks up for you downfield. Just go. Um, yeah, they can flat-out roll. This kid can. And I'm buying all this stock. He's going to be an absolute star in college football. And I would venture to say he already is. I know what B. John Robinson does for that offense. I get it. He's a great football player as well. He's going to be a first-round draft pick this year. But I'm buying Xavier Worthy stock while it's still relatively cheap right now. So let's roll with that one. Uh, appreciate you, Paul Taylor. Said uh, Austin. My name is Brooks. So whoever Austin was, shout out to him. Just kidding. You appreciate the super sub. Um, anyways, let's talk about what we're selling this week. I should have sold them last week. I'm going to be honest with you. Should have sold them last week. But I'm dumping all the stock that I got in Missouri this week. 100% dumping all the stock that I've got uh, in Missouri. I really, really did like, like he fooled me, man. I really liked what Eli Drinkwitz did last year uh, in his first season in the SEC. He went five and five in an all SEC schedule and beat the teams he was supposed to beat. That's important. In your first year, you're coming from App State, you beat the teams you're supposed to, you get out of an all SEC schedule five and five. And then you look up this year and Buddy is getting housed and I mean housed at home by Tennessee and Josh Heupel in the first half, okay? They lose that game 62-28 to 28 or something nonsensical like that at home. And then this week, I, I look at the daggum scores during the game, and they're in a fist fight with North Texas, a 1-4 North Texas team. Missouri's struggling to beat them at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Like, you can't, you can't do that stuff. You can't meme that one. You can't do that kind of stuff uh, and, and expect me to have any more stock left in you, man. You're three and three. And how about this one? Listen to this. They're three and three right now. And check this one out. They got Texas A&M this week. They got Georgia. They got Florida. And they got Arkansas left on the schedule. And I wouldn't at this point just hand them the South Carolina win. I, uh, like, I know South Carolina is bad, but apparently so is Mizzou. Like, what are we doing? Man. Selling that stock. And I I was pounding the drum this offseason. Like, hey, man, guy went five and five. Like, I mean, that roster couldn't have been that good. They had to run out Barry Odom, who I think is a good football coach. They went five and five. Dog water. Absolutely getting boat raced by Tennessee. And then again, 
in an absolute fist fight. They had to score late in that football game just to win, just to win against North Texas. My God. My God. Um, yeah, sell, selling that stock. Uh, let's talk about what we're holding. Let's hold off on this Josh Heupel hype. The Josh Heupel? Does that work? I don't think it works. Um, yeah, just let, let's hold off on this one, guys. I know he throttled Missouri. We just talked about that one. He throttled South Carolina. I get it. He scored 82 points. They have. Tennessee scored 82 points in the first halves of his last two football games. That's putting them up. That, that is scoring in Buku uh, bundles of points. Okay? Uh, but guess what? Okay? And this is how the SEC works, guys. If you ain't figured this one out yet. Almost got him. Um, if you ain't figured out this one yet, uh, this is how the SEC works. You're on your high horse. You beat Missouri. You beat South Carolina. Well, guess what? Your next four weeks, listen to this, your next four weeks, Ole Miss this week, at Bama, at Kentucky, then you get UGA. That's that's a welcome to the show moment right there. Okay? And again, you know, you're, you're losing – you're beating teams you're supposed to beat, and you're handling them really, really well. But you did. You look like the same old Tennessee against Florida, and, and we kind of see what's happening there with those guys. Um, yeah, let's just hold off on that Josh Heupel hype for right now. Okay. Um, all right, we got some commenters on the fly. Brooks getting whooped by the fly tonight. I'm selling my fly swatting abilities. I'm selling those. Um, let's get in here and let's start talking about uh, some Q and A. Let's open up the floor to some Q and A. I do have to throw a shout out to our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy as well. I meant to throw them a shout-out when we did the Stone Cold Lock of the Week. But, hey, there's more people here now. I'll at least tell them that when they get on to me for it. Um, ThriveFantasy.com. Use promo code BROOKS. They will give you a 100% deposit match up to $100 over there. Guys, this is the way – like, I'm, I'm big into props, like prop bets. I like them. This is a way to combine fantasy football, daily fantasy football, and prop betting, okay, all in one. You pick 10 props, you lay them out. Most points on those props are all, every single one of those props is assigned a different point value. At the end of the night, you check the app, you see if you won, you get some points. Okay. I think they've given out like, given away like $250,000 this year in the NFL alone. So um, check those guys out. Thrive Fantasy again, promo code Brooks, and you will absolutely get 100% deposit match. And it helps out the show so we can stop having flies running around in here. Um, and poor wife. Poor Wi-Fi. I'm leaning into it at this point. Um, all right, here we go. Will UGA beat Florida, and will JT be the quarterback? Yes, and yes, I think JT Daniels is back and ready to rock for that Florida game, um, as he was almost last year. Robert Smith, appreciate you, my boy. I caught you live. You don't have to be jealous anymore, boo-boo. Uh, I don't get that one. Uh, two, could Stetson have been moved to number two to save Beck's red shirt? Um, he got a red shirt last year, so – I. You know, I guess you could say COVID year last year, redshirt year this year. No, I think he got moved to the, the backup role um, and ended up starting against UAB because they felt he was the best play. He was the safest bet. Um, and for that matter, he quote unquote deserved the opportunity to run out there and be the starting quarterback. We've addressed that on previous episodes here. Um, I think that was a lot of, yes, he's definitely won or he's definitely done the right things um, to take over the backup job. But it's also a really good look in the transfer portal day and age of, hey, this guy thought about leaving, and now look at him. He's a starting quarterback for the number one overall team in the nation just because he hung it out or he, he stuck it out for another year, right? Those are good things. Those are good talking points for Kirby Smart. And trust me, he doesn't miss the opportunity to tell his team that. After the UAB game, go check it. It's the very first thing he said in his postgame speech to his players. How about number 13? Anytime you're thinking about, hey, maybe I should leave. I'm not getting my playing time. Woe is me. Shout out Mike McKinney. Um, just look at number 13. Go talk to him. Those are great talking points for a coach when, you know, they're uh, in the middle of a day and age of a, a transfer culture. Robert, you gave me $2. There you go. Thank you. We already hit this one. Will you read my donation, Brooks? We already did. Appreciate you, buddy. Really, seriously. I, I, I'm very appreciative of you, Robert. You kick off all these shows most of the time. Point spread too big for UGA versus Kentucky game. Look, man, I'm not touching it. I I, I, I was all over the 14 and a half last week against Auburn. 
Woo! It's 23 and a half at SI Sportsbook. So if you want to bet it down a little bit over there, you can go grab it there. 23 and a half is a lot of points. Um, I do think Kentucky's a good football team. And every year they manage to just drag Georgia down into the muck and just like, Ugh. We're both going to be mediocre today on offense, buddy. We both suck, 14 to 6. Okay, so I think George is going to win and win handily. I just, 24 and a half points, so much, man. Like a 28 to 7 football game gets you beat. I'm not I'm not touching that. No way, not touching that. Uh, Aaron Bennett says, Brooks, how confident you are that Georgia can flip Travis Hunter? Uh, seems like he's pretty hard on FSU. Um, I'm not very confident at all, to be honest with you. Now, I have given my full full thoughts and opinions and sourced information on this over on Patreon. And no offense, Aaron, but if you're over there, you probably wouldn't be asking this question because you probably already know. Patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. If you want that info and intel, head on over there. How long before Beck hits the portal with BBG in the room and the kid coming in? The kid being Gunnar Stockton. Look, here's here's one thing about me. I, I don't do the speculation of portal entries. I don't do that. I don't think it's fair to the kid. And for that matter, I don't think it's fair to the program. OK, so I, I don't do the the speculation of is he going to hit the portal? Um, but here's what I will tell you. We talked about this last live stream. I think JT Daniels actually we're talking about in the Twitter space. I think JT Daniels comes back for another year. He's got another. Actually, I think he's got two. He's coming back for another year. So it's going to make that quarterback room really, really crowded. And yeah, history tells you somebody leaves. I don't know who it's going to be. I, again, I think it's very, very uh, unprofessional um, and unfair to talk about those types of things, um, you know, and speculate whether the kid's going to up and leave. Do you think JT t- plays versus Kentucky? Uh, it's Monday. It's it's a little bit too early to uh, give any type of predictions on this. Um, but I, I think he's certainly got a shot. William Gleaton says, do we go run heavy or go heavy on the tight ends for catches this week? Uh, sounds like someone's trying to fish a, a player prop out of this one. Uh, you know, William, I, I don't, don't know yet, and here's why. About Wednesday afternoon, about Wednesday morning, I spend the all-day Wednesday and all-day Thursday really figuring out who it is that the opponent is. I'm talking like breaking it down heavy, hard on the film study. So I'll know a little bit more about the game plan come Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening, when I get ready for our What to Expect episode. So hang out, um, be here Thursday, and I'll tell you everything you need to know, just like I did last week, just like I did the week before. Okay, what to expect, I promise you right now, is the most important piece of content that we put out publicly. It is. It's 100%. It should be bookmarked and earmarked for a can't-miss thing for you as a Georgia fan. You will find out everything you need to know. You will find out exactly what's going to happen. When Ladd McConkey runs down the middle of the field for a 65-yard touchdown, you won't be shocked. Okay, When Auburn's using insane amounts of pre-snap motion and targeting Demetrius Robinson 15 times in a football game, you won't be shocked. Because I would have told you when Arkansas is running draw quarterback draw on third and five for the fourth time in a single singular football game, you won't be shocked because I would have told you. So hang out on that one. Uh, we'll we'll know a little bit more. Uh, Shannon Sipsy asked the same question about JT Daniels. We've kind of already addressed that one uh, as a former L. Bryant says as a former all world lineman. Uh, what is your ass- assessment of Warren Erickson's play right guard? Um, first of all, I wasn't all world. I was all average. Um, secondly, He's kind of settled in um, the last couple of games, but I've played guard against odd front defenses. You're the help man a lot in that football game. Okay, you're just chipping on the ribs of the nose tackle. You're you know jumping up to the second level, unzipping your feet on linebackers. So it's really hard to get exposed in a football game like that. And I'll have a better you know estimation and and answer for this when I actually get the tape that I'm waiting on for this Auburn game as well. So. Um, I hate to punt on questions. Seems like I'm doing a lot of it, um, but let's punt on that one. We'll get to you on that one tomorrow, especially over on Patreon when we break down the offense. No matter what, we'll be break, breaking down the offense tomorrow. Uh, Brooks, outside of getting healthy, what improvements can the offense make uh, to be as scary as the defense? First of all, Daniel, I don't think they'll ever be as scary as this defense. There's not a better singular unit than this defense in college football. It's not even close. I, you you can tell me Ohio State's offense is, is legendary. You can tell me whatever you want about college football's landscape right now. There's not a singular unit more terrifying and more daunting than what Georgia's doing on defense. So I don't think that ever happens. What can they do to improve offensively? You're going to, again, like we talked about earlier, 
you do have to get healthy, but I think you've really got to show a consistency at the line of scrimmage. You've really got to continue to push guys off the ball and not rely on your running backs just to be as special as they are down in and down out. Georgia's running backs have created a lot of runs um, that otherwise weren't there, that non-special football players wouldn't have made. So I think that's the main thing for me. Keep dominating the line of scrimmage and keep proving that you can do that week in and week out. Um, and, and next, I think you've got to find some more consistency and explosiveness. I know the passing game has been really explosive, but you got to be able to break a couple of these runs, man. And a lot of that has to come down to the fact that there are any gaping holes in Georgia's offensive line. Think about Zamir White's touchdown run the other day. It was, what, a 14-yard touchdown run? He ran through like four Auburn defenders. That wasn't like, my God, Brooks could run through that hole. That was like, wow, special play by the running back, right? So, yeah, let's 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 do some of that first. Uh, over under, William says, I think you're talking about this week's game. I think that's set at like 50 points. Keeler Ringo progress thus far. Keon Lasseter asks, or Laster asks, um, dude, I, th I think he's shown some really good development. He's playing with a lot more confidence as well, which are things that I always want to see from a young corner. He's gotten much, much, much more confident. Guys, we're going to jump down the scroll here just a little bit because these things keep flying in. Let's hit the Sam Squatch. Um, super sub right here. Brooks, I'm a big fan from Nigeria. Shout out. Uh, please give me a shout out for my friend. And we hate Nicholas Saban here. Dude, I don't want to, I don't want to butcher this name. We'll call him Big O. Shout out to your friend Big O. Um, thank you, man. I really appreciate you. Uh, all the way from Nigeria. Wow. I think it's our first um, you know, motherland subscription right there. That's awesome. We get a lot of uh Australia, we get a lot of England. I haven't seen anything from Nigeria yet. So shout out to that. Uh who's happy Lad has broken out like he has everyone. Everyone, absolutely everyone. Who comes up big on offense? Williams just loading them up tonight. Um, who comes up big on offense this weekend? I think it's your normal guys. Um, I, I want to see, you know, let's, let's see uh, Darnell Washington get some real touches, not just some back shoulder fades and draw and pass interferences. Let's design him up some plays down the middle of the field. I want to see some stuff like that going on this week from Georgia. That's development. Um, that's something we need to see. All right. Here, go get yourself something nice. Thank you, Justin. You go get yourself something nice, and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. All right. Any update on Pickens? Anything to make of him traveling to Auburn? Um, well, first of all, Georgia has like six healthy receivers, okay? So they normally allot like probably eight or nine receivers to travel. So it's probably just a, hey, Let's just travel him and get him show face, get him back on the sideline, get him back involved with the football team. Um, when will he return? I don't know. I, I don't know. And it's funny because I'm not the one telling you I don't know. The people I talk to, they don't have a clue. I get I get a lot of information about a lot of subjects. The George Pickett one's completely silent. I had one guy tell me the other day, he might just show up one day. He might, he might just be on the sideline one day in full pads, not in street clothes. He might just be out there one day. I, we don't, no one knows. He's a, he's not aloof. He's around, but there's no, we don't know. No one knows. So there you go. No one knows. Uh, here we go. Is Julian Rochester going to play at all this year? I, I mean, you know, I, I really don't know. I, I, I keep saying, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. And if he does, it'll be Coastal Carolina late snaps it'll be georgia tech late snaps um but guys and i i don't i don't want to say this with any disrespect for what julian rochester is as a football player and what he's meant to the university of georgia in his 35 years he's been there you you don't really need him right now you don't okay you're extremely deep there's guys like nazir stackhouse that aren't really getting a lot of reps right now and he's a good football player nazir stackhouse would start for probably 12 of 14 SEC teams. That's no joke. So Warren Brinson never gets playing time ever. He would play for a lot of football teams in the SEC. Zion Log has played his ever loving backside off this year. He's looked every bit as good as Julian Rochester ever looked to me on tape ever. So I, is he going to come back for his sake for, for, you know, the commensurate, the commemoration of his career. I don't think that's a word. Um, 
for the celebration of his career. I hope he comes back. hope he gets some reps. I just don't think they're going to be meaningful if and when he does come back. Uh, here is Tim for the wife and son. Shout out to you, Paul Taylor. You've been a, a, a super, super chat guy tonight. Uh, appreciate you, man, big time. Um, Broderick left tackle and Mims at right tackle next year. Maybe. Depends. Depends on what Warren McClendon does because he is draft eligible this year, and we'll see what the NFL thinks about him. Um, but, no, I, I think you're going to waste some time on that combination. You're waiting time now. We thought this was going to be the year that one of those guys takes over that left tackle spot. So let's just wait. I'm, 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 that's what I'm really waiting on for this film. Um, I want to see Broderick's reps at left tackle because um, upon first viewing, it looks really, really good. So I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, Rude says, uh, thoughts on Bernie holding off Tyke uh, for the star position. Look, man, like I watched him. We, we all watched him last year against the Peach Bowl. I thought he was playing an excellent football game. He let him in tackles. He had two TFLs on screen plays. Uh, he's a really, really physical, big defensive back. I, that's the one that I don't think people understand, how big he is for a defensive back. He's like 6'2", 6'2 like 210 pounds and thumps, okay? So he's a football player first and foremost. Secondly, he's made drastic improvements in coverage ability. I knew that was something that they were kind of worried about going into this football year with Tyke being injured. Um, but has he really held him off? Yes, he's definitely held him off now. But he got the opportunity to hold that job uh, through Tyke being injured. Um, so yeah, I think Taiki at this point is coming back next year. Um, and super excited to watch him play that star position. And now he's, I think he's going to get an opportunity to play it. We just missed a hundred dollars sub. That's from Michael McKinney. Take the wifey to dinner. Happy anniversary. Great job. Um, I'm going to pull the curtain back. So this is actually my stepdad. Um, very influential in my life. Actually funny thing actually gave me this Jersey. For uh, Christmas one day, Mike, I'm sorry for breaking the glass on it. It's a whole story. I'll call you about it later. Um, but no, nah, th this is the guy, like, if you ever watched him, which he never got to do any on-camera stuff. He only does PA announcing stuff. If you ever listen to him, it's me. Like, this is what I – I'm just doing Mike McKinney. So, um, yeah, big shout-outs to Mike. Uh, love you, dude, big time. I will definitely take the wife to dinner. Uh, we're actually going tonight – or tomorrow, not tonight. Oh, super distracted now. Who else dropped heavy money on tickets this weekend? Uh, Haley's actually never been to a college football game, ever, like ever. So I figured this weekend would be a good time to take her. So I'll be in attendance um, just being another guy in the stadium. So that'll be fun. Excited to do that. Do you think Gruden ends up coaching an SEC? No, I think Gruden takes that 10 mil and just walks. Just walks. Let's see here. How many secondary – how many does second? How many secondary does UGA need to be healthy each game to run Kirby's scheme? Lots of kid, kids hurt and dinged up. Richard Pop asked. Um, I would say bare minimum five, but you need at least six, seven, eight guys. Okay, um, which is good that they they trained Javon Ballard up at the star position. And Kirby talked about it today. He's extremely uh, confident in his abilities as a football player, and I am too. He looks incredible on tape. I call him a little honey badger. That guy plays with zero fear. Um, so yeah, I, I would, I would think you're okay. Depth wise, you're better off than you think you are. Um, especially because as again, Kirby talked about today, you've been cross training Latavius Bernie for like six years at safety and star. So you're okay there. He knows all three positions in that back end, um, in terms of safety left and right, or excuse me, star left and right safety. So you're okay. You're better off than you think you are. Uh, depth wise, Lewis is going to be fine. I think Chris Smith's going to be fine eventually. Um, we'll see about this weekend, even though knowing that kid, um, them, them DeKalb County boys, they're. <laughs> we got them. Ah. Mm. Mm. 54 minutes in. I have conquered the fly. He is mine. Let the bodies hit the floor. Um, I think you're okay. I think you're okay. Uh, what happened to Ryan Davis? Ryan Davis tore his quad. Uh, earlier in um, early in the season, he's out for the year. Uh, Trey Mixon says, what happened to the nug where you said we could win a natty with Beck? Seems like Beck was all the rage and was going to be the true backup. What happened? Uh, Trey, great question. I don't know. I, everything I was getting out of camp and what they were saying publicly, he's trying to survive. I can hear him right now. Um, everything they said publicly, 
He was doing, he was, it was in a great spring. He had a great fall camp. Uh, something just happened. And I think what happened was they leaned on veteran leadership. Look, that's the thing to me that I over, I overstepped when it comes to the nug that you're referring to. And I'll, I'll tell you, I was wrong. I was wrong in assuming that Kirby wasn't just going to take the older guy. 100%. And he normally does. We just talked about Julian Rochester. Last year, they go to Alabama playing the number one team in the country. I think they were playing the number one team in the country on the road. Jalen Carter is the third best defensive lineman they've got as a true freshman. Facts. Watch the tape. Is the best one they've got on that secondary line. And they play Julian Rochester for the first like seven series. Okay. They, they start Devontae Wyatt and Jordan Davis, and then they rotate Rochester in. It's the only time they've done it all year. The only time they had played that guy that early in the downs and not Jalen Carter. Why? First big road game, didn't want to let the freshman play. He just he does this, man. And for better or worse, I mean, they're the number one team in the country right now. They're undefeated, and they're dominating every opponent. He's doing something right. And I, I think we all know now he made the right decision in starting Stetson Bennett. But I, I don't know what happened the week of UAB. I don't have a clue. I cannot answer it. For the life of me, I don't know if I'll ever get an answer out of it. All I can do is apologize to you for doing the reporting that I was getting, which from all indications, the same reporting everyone was getting. Carson Beck was lighting it up, lit it up all spring, lit it up most of fall camp. Something happened. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'll do some digging on it. Uh, what round does Brene get drafted? Um, so I would say fourth, fifth, sixth right now. You know what's helping uh, Latavius Brene? The fact that Mark Webb made that roster uh, out there with the Chargers and is playing relatively well as a freshman or as, as a rookie. Okay. Yeah. Th those things help. When you have guys that are fifth year guys like Mark Webb leave the program, might have been a fourth year guy, but anyways, an older guy leave the program and have success on the NFL level at the same position as this guy, who I think for all intents and purposes is covering better than Mark Webb ever did at Georgia, then yeah, you're, you're going to do well. Um, on the NFL level. so But I still think, you know, fourth round. Because I don't, I don't know how well he's going to test. Maybe he's a testing freak. I don't see that, but maybe he will be. Do you think James Cook needs more touches? Seems like he makes great reads and got, makes guys miss. Um, he's having a great year. He's doing something that we didn't think, I, I didn't think personally on film, that I saw the ability to do, which is what you're talking about, make the first guy miss. Um, he's done a great job this year doing that. I think you can make the case that all those backs need more touches. Okay, so yeah, but they they rotate all of them. So how are you going to get them all touches? That's the thing. That's that's the hard part. You daggum right, Connor. That fly is a dead man or a dead woman. It's dead, and I'm on top, hundred uh, percent. The game that him and Stet played in, Kirby took the vet. Okay. Uh, Brett Warner says, am I the only one that is excited about Edwards? No, you're not. It's just going to take a while because here's the deal. Dejon Edwards, great football player, makes great reads, really good job at making the first defender miss like we were just talking about with James Cook, um, and always, always takes negative twos to plus sixes, plus fours, plus fives. There's a room in every lineup for that guy, 100%. But here's the problem. Branson Robinson's coming in next year. A guy that's very, very similar to him and Jordan James is coming in next year. Um, and then that 2023 class is stupid loaded at the running back position. So we'll see. I think that's – Dejan to me looks a lot like what um, – and stylistically they're totally different. But over the years we've seen these guys, right? We've seen the Elijah Holyfields. We've seen the Brian uh, Harrians. These like three, four-year – third or fourth on the depth chart type of guys, okay? And maybe there's that one year like Elijah Holyfield had where the running back room kind of empties out and he gets the number two role with DeAndre Swift and they split carries. Maybe that's on the horizon for Dejon Edwards. And if and when that, you know, possibility arises, he's going to do really, really well. What will it take for us to win the natty? Keep chopping wood, baby. Down in, down out. That's what you do at Georgia, right? You just keep chopping the wood, eh, Kirby Smart? Um, no, I don't. What's it going to take? It's going to take no slip-ups. Don't don't lose a game you shouldn't. And that's real groundbreaking, revolutionary stuff. But guess what? Alabama let it happen to them last week. So you can't avoid – you can't have a slip-up on the rest of your schedule. You will be favored by a lot of points in the rest of your football games. 
outside of the SEC championship game, whoever that is. Um, so, yeah, no slip-ups. Just continue to get better. Just continue to get better week in, week out. And I think you've done that all year this year. All right. So, I think we're good. We're going to call it a day. I'm going to go wash my hands. All right. Appreciate you guys for being here. Before you uh, leave, hit that thumbs up button. Uh, if you liked what you saw tonight, if you want more access to me, to our platform, to the content that we provide, head over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Brooks Austin. Um, if you don't like me, if you don't like listening to me talk, um, sorry. But if you just want to read what I write, you can head over to dogsdaily.com. Check that out. That is our SI affiliated uh, team site for the University of Georgia. And we do about eight or nine articles a day over there. Um, actually a really big platform that's growing by the day. So if you want to be a part of that, go check that out. Shout out one more time to Cola Kicks. Please show support to the ones that support us, Cola Kicks and Thrive Fantasy. Promo code Brooks at both websites. Um, it'll get you some free money. All right. We'll see you guys next time.